GameZillaMedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, Jazzy Fiddle. What up? And our co-hosts, or sorry, our co-hosts, our producers, Deadite Knight and Testonomics. Bum, 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 Nintendo. I had a smashing good day today. Well, welcome to three of three. We have reached the end of our special podcast coverage of E3, where we covered the big three. And Nintendo has taken the virtual stage, and uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to recap it. So we've already done Xbox. We've already done PlayStation. So we're uh, finishing this up with Nintendo. I don't have notes. Jazzy doesn't have notes. Deadite can't write. Or read. So, uh, you know, who's leading this? Is anybody leading this, or are we just done already? Zilly. I think we're going to shoot from the hip. We're doing things Sony style tonight. Like, who cares about preparation and thinking things through? Hey, everybody, just hide in this cardboard box. We're going to show you something in there. And then everybody move over to this theater. And then when we're done with this theater, everybody climb up into Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before all that. No, everybody climb up into the damn rooftop and jump off the cliff. But before all that, I'm going to play this game, Zilla, all right, for 22 minutes. <laughs> now this is a show. I'm into it. This is a presentation. Whatever this guy's selling, I'm buying. Man, this is leading up to something great. <laughs> okay, and back to Nintendo. That's got to be on Jazzlock. That's got to be on the album. Oh, that's 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 a secret track, is what that is. <laughs> hidden track. <laughs> hidden track. Man, the good old days when you had hidden tracks. All right. Nintendo. I think, uh, Test, are, are you leading the way on this? You got notes? I got notes. All right. So we're going we're gonna to let Testonomics lead us the face of Switch. Take it away. All right. So Nintendo went live for 45 minutes today. And by live, I mean they had a video recording. But they started it off with... Demon X Machina, a mech-based shooting game um, that looked a lot like Armored Core, coming out sometime in 2019. Yay! Look like yeah. a game. Look like, look like <laughs> a mech game. <laughs> Yay! There we go. That was Demon X Machina. Look forward to that next year. Um, they moved on to the story DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 called Torna, The Golden Country. Um, this is all part of their season pass. I think it was like 30 bucks to buy everything. Um, this comes out September 21st of this year. Test, what do you think about that? You, Man, you're the only one, guy. Considering I'm the only one that played through Xenoblade here, um, it instantly got me re, like, re-energized into wanting to play the game um, to the point where I will go back, probably start my grind a little bit, and, uh, and probably pick up the DLC. 
the story or where they're putting the DLC into the into the storyline is awesome. It takes place years, up to hundreds of years before the events of Xenoblade. Um, and that looks really exciting. So I will probably get back into Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and put some more money into it, which is not, I can't say that for many other games. Yeah, and that's Yay. Xenoblade. Um, we're gonna move on. Hey, everybody's gonna have a comment about this. We get Super Mario Party. Um, this comes out October 5th. It looks like a return to form for the Mario Party games. We saw, you know, four people against each other, not this stupid hand-holding thing when you're all against Bowser. But we did see one really cool uh, feature, which is when two switches were put together and it made an extended level for somebody. They said, here's where the two switches are touching. And then this is where they played. So um, Super Mario Party, what do you think? Well, first off, this is uh, based off the patent that they filed earlier in the year that they talked about, and then we found out the technology was already built into the Switch, but we nobody knew why. And so this is the first glimpse of what that can do. Now I want to know, is it just two, or what happens if there's four of them? You know, or nine. Uh, right, yeah, sure. D. Or 50. Not, not nine, just that's an odd number. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't I said do that. D. 90. Oh, 90. Ah, ah. Yeah. 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 Less. yeah that was a nice save. Nice yeah. save. <laughs> Um, but no, it's interesting because I, uh, I like the technology. It's very, it's cool. The, the game does feel like it's a back, you know, a return to form as far as like a fun Mario party game, unlike the last one. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is going to be a blast for the lunchroom again, you know, like when you're at, when we're at work and we have five people sitting at a, at a table and we don't want to play 3v2 Rocket League, we can get, hopefully get into uh, some Mario Party. I don't know, you know, what they're going to limit the amount of players to, but still, it looked like the mini games looked like good Mario Party mini games. I think the biggest thing for me is playing the Switch docked. You get this giant, which whatever the size of your TV is, which I have a, a larger television, so I get this nice, giant, beautiful picture, and then I take it out of the dock, and I'm playing a handheld, and I'm, like, squinting at the screen sometimes during certain games, so I'm like, man, I can't, I didn't, you know, I guess, realize how different it is to, you know, maybe sh shrink down a game into the smaller uh, screen size. So the fact that you could basically take a level put two of them together and then the screen doesn't shrink in order to make the map the size of the of one full screen it actually makes it two screens like super cool technology yeah yeah i'm, I'm excited to see what else they're gonna even just within this game what else they're going to uh use that tech for you got any, anything you want to say? I have <laughs> I have historically not really been a fan of Mario Party, mostly because it's they were N sixty four controller ruiners. You hyped this game at lunch. Friendship so ruiners. Um, but actually, with the three DS era of Mario Party games, uh, one came bundled in with my wife's, and you know we had fun kind of playing, just playing mini game runs, and um, just kind of taking it easy and playing. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm ready to give Mario Party on a console a a real bit of excitement. And everything they showed looked really good. Uh, I texted my wife right away, and she said, "Oh my god, yes, you're buying that for me." And I said, "Yes, I will. I will buy this game for you." So I'm really looking forward because it's continuing to move along with the switch is definitively the best at in this generation and that's bringing people together to play 
And uh, it's going to be another game. People are going to come over. You know, we're going to play in the lunchroom. We're going to play at you know at the house. Have uh, have little parties, and it will be a Super Mario Party. All right. Your next big reveal was the Fire Emblem, the next mainline Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is a spring of 2019 uh, release, and I'm not a Fire Emblem guy, so I don't have much to say. Um, so I'm going to leave it to you guys. If you're a Fire Emblem person, this looks great. But I am not a Fire Emblem person, so I really have not a lot to say about it. What is Dead Eye laughing about? I'm just curious. I think I know exactly what it you is. Know, you know what I'm laughing is about. It, because if you're watching this on Twitch live, <laughs> we are watching the Splatoon like finals right now, uh, and the trophy looks like a penis. It looks like a huge silver dick. Okay, I like that I knew. I like I, I instantly knew. What I he was tried to be cool about. about it, and I couldn't. You had to call me out about yeah, it. Yeah, I had to call you out because it was funny. <laughs> no, it look, was look at it. Look at yeah. it hoisting it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Looks the, like a squid to me. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, yeah. As far as Fire Emblem, I. Uh, also don't care about Fire Emblem and it looks cool though. It, it looks cool enough that I go, is this the first Fire Emblem game that I really like give uh, like a good try, like an honest try? Because I've tr- I've I've bought Fire Emblem games with the with the concept that I was gonna give it a, a fair shot and then I never did. So this maybe maybe this is the one. I had, I had similar thoughts. Um, it looks beautiful. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. And I was even saying that while we were watching the conference. I was like, I'm not going to kid myself. I'm not buying this game. Well, one thing, and, and I'm, I'm so outside of the realm of Fire Emblem. Like, the, as much as I know about Fire Emblem is what's been in Super Smash Brothers. Um, has it always had, like, those epic big fights where it's, you know, five versus 60? Because there was some, like, real big one-sided battles. And I don't know if that's just Fire Emblem style. I always imagined it was like, you know. Oh. Oh, I have an answer for you. You have no idea. I Got have it. No clue. Jazz, you got anything about Fire Emblem? Nah. Cool. What, what have I told you? The most Fire Emblem I played was that mobile game, and I played it for exactly Fire Emblem Heroes. Ex- exactly forty-eight hours, and then dropped it and, unlo- and uninstalled. Oh, I played it less than that. I played. I it, gave it twenty-four. I played it for weeks. It was actually a really good game, and you didn't have yeah. to spend any money. Yeah, it was good. I just, I can't. My interest does not get held on things like that. All right, the next one. Also, congrats to Japan for uh, winning the Splatoon World Championship. Hey. And they would have won if I was there. True. Next up, we had free-to-play starting today. Fortnite found its way to the Nintendo Switch. Um, immediately after we heard that, uh, the three of us that were doing the live reaction here on twitch.tv slash Media immediately started downloading it. Um, the servers didn't work for the first 20, 30 minutes, but then uh, everything was up and connecting. You had enough people to connect just a Switch versus Switch library. Um, They did confirm that it is cross-play with PC, with mobile, and with Xbox, Um, and all of your data can be shared with those three consoles, providing that you did not create your Epic account on a PlayStation 4. If you did, what? You get nothing. Yeah, so this is so here's the one spot of this Nintendo recap we're going to we're going to talk about PlayStation is get the fuck off your high horse. Oh my god. So let me get this right, Tess. Let me just let me lay this down. I'm ready. I started my account on PlayStation. You did. I synced that account to my PC. You did. I then paid lots and lots and lots of money. Millions of dollars. So that I can have skins and battle passes and all this stuff because I liked the fact that I could sync my PC and PS4 and share my progress across the two. Okay? A million percent. Yeah. 
And I, when I, but the problem was PC and Xbox, I couldn't do that. So I didn't spend the money. Now I'm finding out that I can sync my Switch to almost anything except the PS4. Correct. Like, Sony, get the fuck out of here, man. And this is apparently all on Sony's end. Now, this is just preliminary stuff, but people from inside the industry are saying this is something that Sony has actively blocked. This is not a compatibility issue. That's why it works with everything else. Um, I do have a, a tweet from uh, Greg Miller over at... Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Boy, um, Greggy. Boy, Greggy. Game over, Greggy. He says, not allowing me to sign on to Fortnite Switch with my Epic account because it's linked to PS4 is tone deaf and points to more fear than to market dominance. It does the opposite of what you want. It makes me think about moving to Xbox for Fortnite. So he's not Hell saying. Hell yeah. Well a lot, said. A lot of people have said, you know, Sony doesn't need to do crossplay because uh, they're, they've got the most market share, which makes it's a valid point. They don't have to do crossplay because because they've got the most market share, but they don't have to prevent you from keeping your progress from another console. And that, that's just yeah, the yeah. crossplay and the Epic server are comp or the Epic account like link are completely separate. You can link my Epic account so that I get my progress and keep me off of a, a, a Sony PlayStation server. Bottom line here is that this excuse that everyone keeps making about, well, you know what, you're winning this generation by double num, you know, by double doubling everybody's numbers right now, doesn't mean anything if you keep fucking your fan base. And mm. I'm dropping a lot of f bombs here, but this this I'm really irritated about this. You, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to look back in the past and see when Sony and Play, Sony PlayStation was king, and then they tripped. And fell, and Microsoft took the spot. Nintendo shared that spot for a while, and and PlayStation just worked their way back by listening to fans, by giving them by by doing the things they need to do. Instead, this generation, I feel like they're sitting back, twiddling their thumbs, and basically saying, "We don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to play nice. We own the gaming industry." And the problem with that is that y you've always been. PlayStation was became popular because it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't you weren't the guys. You weren't the corporate the 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 company, the corporation, whatever. So people went to the underground, the PlayStation underground. People went to PlayStation because that. And now you're acting like those same assholes that you fought against years ago. And the only thing that's going to do is drive people away from you and you're going to like ne next gen what you did here means nothing. So if you piss a bunch of people off and you keep not doing things that are super simple to accomplish and make your fan base happy, then guess what? Next gen, they're going to go somewhere else. And it's going to be someone else's turn to be king. It does seem like they're making a lot of decisions that would be similar to decisions Nintendo of the 80s or 90s would have made that pushed developers and fans away. And that's one of, like you said, that's the reason people went to Sony. It's why people gravitate towards Sony both as developers and fans. And now the tables are turning where Nintendo, I mean, Sony's the one who's more standoffish to changes in the industry. They're not, they're not getting with the times. We've always criticized Nintendo for being that company that wants to just do things one way and not change and not grow. And now Sony has become that company, okay. and even Nintendo is doing some things that are very surprising from a um, cross-platform and, and, and showing growth within the industry. So, yeah. D Sony, do you have 
probably the most exclusives on this current gen? Yes. Do you have the most console sales out of any console this gen? Yes. Are you the biggest dickholes this gen? 100%. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. This is coming from a Sony fanboy. Everybody (laughs) wants to live on this exclusive boat. Like, I hate to break it to you, but the Overwatches and the Destinies and the Call of Duties and all of those cross-platform games, those are the kings that sell the copies, man. They're the ones that sell more copies than your exclusives. So, yeah, you can have all these exclusives. But bottom line is, like, the amount of money it costs to have these, ex- like, the amount of money it costs to make God of War. Yes, I'm glad it was a success. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad I got to play it. But the amount of money it took to just have that one exclusive. If you keep doing dumb shit on the side here that's like, well, no, I don't want you to be able to, you know, uh, use your investment that you've that you've placed between ps4 and pc on another device that you own even though we don't provide you with a handheld device it'd be different if the ps vita or whatever they wanted to call it was still alive and well and they were putting fortnite on it and they didn't want you to have switch like sorry if you made it on ps4 then play it on ps vita yeah like that i would understand that but but this is just stupid at this point. Does it? Does it? Are you more butthurt? Because I'll tell you right now, I am. Are you more butthurt that you could link your PlayStation Four and PC Epic account, but you can't link it to anything else? Like, if you're gonna be giant dickhole, Sony, don't even let us link it to PC. Yeah. Like, it just, just it kind of pisses me off even more that I have to. All right. So, anyways, Fortnite on the Switch. You guys got to play it. I have not played around yet, but tell. Well, how is it? Like, how does it run on the Switch? Uh, as, as far as run, it runs pretty smooth. I'm not going to lie. Uh, logging in servers for being day one and everybody's hopping on. There's obviously a little bit of choppiness here and there and stuff like that. But uh, as far as the way the game runs, it's Fortnite, and it and it runs smooth. You you know, the bus starts up, you drop off, the game, the game plays smooth, and as far as any of the mechanics, I don't really see anything that is different from if you're playing it on a, a different console. Um, that being said, it is the Nintendo Switch, and everything is smaller. <laughs> so you're playing on... Because uh, I was playing just tablet with the Joy-Cons attached, so you know all the buttons are smaller and a little bit different position. So I'm uh, assuming once I get used to the button layout being different than uh, a bigger controller layout in my hand, it'll be perfectly fine. Um, other than that, it's a smaller screen, like I had made mention a little bit earlier. Um, seeing Fortnite on a big TV versus me having to kind of squint a little bit to to look at some of the fuzzy characters in the in the background of the uh, gameplay. But uh it's Fortnite. Yeah, test our Fortnite king. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you know, it was my first experience playing with a controller cuz I've only played it on PC up until this point and I mean, like Jazzy said it's Fortnite. I mean, I I got a kill, and then I died. You know, it was it was what you'd expect. You know, a little bit lower resolution, but I was playing handheld. Um, so could you see a little bit of a resolution kick in, in docked? I'll find out when I get home, you know, um, but overall, I mean, it was, it was Fortnite, you know, I got used to, uh, I got used to playing it on my phone a little bit. So this is better than that. And, uh, it's just another place where I can have my PC based Fortnite Epic account, have it everywhere. All my, all my purchases were there. All my yeah, V bucks were there. That, Everything with all my progress was there. I'm not gonna lie. This is the opposite for me, right? Is that I now believe I'm. I haven't confirmed it yet, but I now believe I'm going to have a problem. And the whole thing here is, 
I was go I was excited to play Fortnite again because I have the Switch and it goes everywhere with me. The fact that my investment can't be shared on the Switch means I probably won't play as much Fortnite on the Switch as I thought because I am not going to level my character up again, let alone pay extra money for things that I already have somewhere else. So now Epic and Nintendo, you can thank Sony over there for cock-blocking me and basically not letting me share my account. I don't give two shits if I can cross-play with anybody. I'll just find enough people to play on the platform I decide to play on. You should let me sync my damn account. Period. Or you're just going to be a, no a bunch of no-skins at, uh, at lunch, just playing it. No, I'll just play Rocket nah, League at lunch. Skins are for chumps. Mm. All right. Go basic or go, or go home. But, but oh, yeah, we're Rocket League guys. Yeah. Bottom line is, like, the, the, the battle pass is what drives me to play Fortnite now. Now that there's a battle pass and it actually is a thing, like, I like having goals to drive towards that give me small rewards as I play. If I don't have that, which I won't because I'm not going to pay for a, a sec separate battle pass, then that takes a huge chunk of, of why I played the game away from me. All right. We'll move on here. We got a, we got a couple smaller games here before we get to the to the big dog. Um, Overcooked two was announced. Right. So yeah, if uh, cool. if if Mario Party wasn't going to be enough reason for you to throw Joy-Con and ruin friendship, well now you've got Over Overcooked two uh, that comes out August seventh of this year. I don't have a lot to say about Overcooked. I didn't really like the first game. Um, anybody got anything to say about Overcooked? Yeah, Overcooked's fun. It's fun. My issue with Overcooked is it. It scaled way too quickly. It went from like yes, the first yes. world being like, "Oh, this is fun. I'm getting to learn the game." And by the time you're to the, like the third world, you're like, "Screw this game. I don't want to play this anymore. It's too stressful." And I think I'm on the third or fourth world. I haven't touched it in like a year because the it, it scaled up too fast where it, it stopped being fun for the wife and I to play. Yeah, absolutely. I I think um it was the same thing. Wife and I playing, we were enjoying it. It got difficult, and then you know, it's it gets to that point where you start getting mad at each other for dumb shit. Yeah, like you're playing a video game. Like I'm done with this. Like I'd rather go play a game that we could enjoy. So hopefully this one scales. Better. Yeah, it's a good party game, and it looks like they're putting some new features into the game that uh, make it even more unique than the first one was. So good. We got Killer Queen Black. Which what it looked like it was it's an arcade game. It looked like it was Joust mixed with um, Towerfall Ascension. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it looked really really fun. I didn't grab a release date because I'm horrible. Um, but I mean it looked fun. I got nothing else. Yeah, it looked good. I mean anytime you t you mash together well a classic like Joust and then a uh, f you know personal favorite here of the studio with uh, Towerfall, you have my attention and just. At first, it was like, this is Joust, and then you kind of zoom in on, like, one platform, and you watch people start, like, dashing back and forth, trying to stab each other, and I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, this is this looks really cool, so. It's, it, it looked kind of like the true goat, Star Walls. Hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, and the last game we'll cover in depth before we move on to the big dog, um, Hollow Knight, with a surprise launch of Today, um, is a platforming hand-drawn action adventure. Is, is it Metroidvania at all? It's, yeah, Metroidvania, yep. Yeah, super quirky-looking, um, well-designed game people have been asking for forever. And just, oh, yeah, it's, it's there today, 15 bucks. And I know somebody here already bought it. Was, was it the first Nintendo 
indie showcase that was shown off in or the second one? First. Okay, so it was shown off over a, a year ago. So it really has been, the excitement has been building for quite a while for this game. And it's been out on Steam. It's been out on other platforms. It's really exciting to see it here on the Switch. Yeah, I'm excited because this was a game that I saw on Steam quite a while ago. And, and I love Metroidvania games, so I wanted to play it. But um, I remember Deadeye telling me, that it's, it's eventually coming to the Switch, is what he said. And this was like over a year ago. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'll wait. <laughs> and so... Um, here it is. Finally, I get. To, I, I I did. I picked it up uh, today. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but I'm really excited because it's a Metroidvania game that I haven't played and I have no idea about anything around it. So um, I'm excited to to play that a lot. All right. Well, these next games. So Nintendo went through and kind of blitzed through a couple things real quick, and we're going to do the same here. These are all games that are coming out sometime this year. Some of them have release dates, some of them don't. But for the sake of time, we've got. Uh, so we had we showed Star Fox in Starlink. Um, Captain Toad is being yeah. ported. Captain Toad. Um, Give the for the Captain Toad. Captain Goat. Captain Goat. Uh, SNK Heroines. Uh, Tag Team Frenzy. Waifu Fighter. Um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Fighter Z is coming to Dragon the Ball Switch. Z. Uh, they rehighlighted back on Octopath Traveler and Dark Souls and uh, Monster Hunter getting localized for this uh, for the uh, for the West. Um, sweet, we Monster Hunter is gonna be cool. We just found out during this stream that the Splatoon Two Octopath expansion Octopath? DLC or Octo expansion DLC comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. That was revealed on the live stream that we've got in the background right now. Um, And then, yeah, so the last other gaming thing before we get to the main event was they announced that if you purchase the Pokeball Plus for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, they're just going to give you a Mew, which for me is awesome news because I didn't want to play any more Pokemon Go to unlock Mew so I could have them in Let's Go. So now I can just pay for it. it this is capitalism. I'm happy. <laughs> so I've already got my pre-order in for the game and the uh, Pokeball Plus. So um, anyone got anything to say about those games specifically? Like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I'll get it, but not for 60 bucks. No, yeah, not interested in Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I will pick up Monster Hunter. I think that's another yeah. one that we can have some uh, local cooperative uh, fun with. And then Octopath looks like it's going to be super good, but yeah. way too. I'll never finish it. I'll, yeah. I won't even finish Uno Path, let alone Octopath. <laughs> yeah, I like. I'll. I'll probably. I will pick up that. Uh, what's the cost on the DLC? Do we? I think it was twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Octo. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably. Yeah. I'll probably get I'll the expansion that. with that. my recent rekindling of my love for Splatoon. I think I'll Did you guys finish the story of, of uh, Splatoon 2? I did. I did not because, you know, I'm not crazy about the story mode, so I'll probably go through and work on that before I buy the DLC. Yeah. But And I know that this, you know, the DLC is more of that, but I, I purposely played the story first because everybody told me over and over and over again, get used to motion controls or mm. you're going to be bad. Yeah. So I used the story mode as a way to get used to motion control. So I wasn't just going there getting owned in multiplayer. So idea. I beat it. I mean, there was, there was nothing special. It's just yeah. the story of the sisters from the first game coming back together. Spoiler alert. This oh, one come has, on. I just told you I'm playing it. Yeah, but there's, I mean, you don't know that already? Get out of here. No, I don't know that already. Yes, you do. God, now it's not even worth playing. That's how the story mode starts. I will say the Please first, find my sister. I will say that <laughs> I enjoyed. I don't remember that. That was a year ago. Well, you got to remember that or else you're not going to remember where you're at in the story. I will say I enjoyed the first Splatoon. 
uh, story mode. So and so and when I tried to start the second one, it just didn't feel the same. So the first one, I actually was driven to beat the story on the Wii U. Second one online just wasn't into it for yeah, some pr- reason. Providing my arm's not broken, I'll find that out Thursday. I'll be streaming the entirety of it because I can't imagine it's going to be that long. For 20 bucks. I got to imagine I'm getting maybe six, seven hours of content out of there, and I'll just burn through that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Grim, you want to break test arm? Mm. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah. I don't play it. So I don't, I, don't, I don't get to play Splatoon then? <laughs> Correct. I'm a Fortnite guy. And that's, that's me now. That's who I am. All right, let's move it on. Um, so yeah, so that's it for everything they had with the exception of 25 minutes out of their 45-minute show, Sakurai-san came on, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, bringing back every single fighter that's been in any Smash Bros. title to date and saying, that's your roster. They got a couple new cats in there, the Inkling from Splatoon, and they got Ridley from the Metroid yeah, series. Yeah, happy Metroid Tuesday! Woo! I may not have got what I really wanted, but at least I got something Metroid-based. And then they spent a ton of time talking about adjustments they've made to characters, to items, to moves. We went in depth with costumes. Like, they really gave us everything. Um, we can hope that there's some characters they haven't revealed. Um, I'm not holding my breath. Um, I don't think there's any mode they haven't revealed. I think we saw what we got, but it will be out December 7th of this year. Smash yeah. Brothers Ultimate. So a little bit later than I thought as far as a release date. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of screws with my prediction, too, because I said that it was going to release with Nintendo Online. I think Nintendo Online is going to come out earlier than that. Well, Nintendo Online is supposed to hit September. They've already so, said that. Correct. But, but let's be honest, if you're going to have your, your biggest game that relies on Nintendo Online the most, you probably want to make sure it's at least running the best you can hopefully get it to run. Uh before, if they gotta buy more potatoes before yeah, they launch before it, so we can that hook up more game potatoes. Hits. So I, I guess I, I understand that I wouldn't necessarily want to launch my online service right next to one of my most you know games that rely on it a ton. So um, here's my thing about this part of the presentation. I'm very happy. I like Smash. I'm not good at Smash. I'm not one of. The, I'm not a uh, a Xander, a Test, or a uh, you know. Uh, Craig, even even Chops, who's you know pretty good at the game. I I enjoy the game, but I've never spent the time to actually get good. So I took this from the point where I enjoyed it, but I could see people like example. We were we were watching it at work. You know, we weren't on the show with with uh, you know Xander and and Test and Jazzy, um, and we had someone in the room. We had Craig in the room, right? Punisher nine one one in the Discord. The problem was he gave two shits about Smash because he's never played a Smash Bros. Now, that's fine, but the but I didn't like the depth they went into this game using their primary time on of of the conference. I felt like with Treehouse you could have you could have hit some of the big bullet points and you could have talked about all of these like character changes and things like that that honestly I didn't even care about. I'm like, I'll figure I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll figure that out later. Um Rob the Robot has more jet boost. And yeah, like it was it, like I didn't need all that. I agree with you. You could have saved a little bit of time there and and because of that maybe you could have uh you know talked about some other things. Now I know it's not like oh we didn't talk about Nintendo Online because we didn't have time. I know that's not the case. But I would have rather you talk about Nintendo Online for five minutes and and not talked about all the you know character tweaks and all this stuff. 
That's just my opinion. My concern right off the bat, <clears throat> and I think Grim will know where I'm going with this. Um, do you remember how majestically fantastic Mortal Kombat Armageddon was? It was, yeah, it was the GOAT. There hasn't been a better Mortal Kombat <laughs> since. So the whole thing behind that game was there's every Mortal Kombat fighter ever. Yes. And it turned into a really unbalanced, really not fun to play pile of trash. And there's a lot of characters that have been introduced over the years of Smash Brothers that I would be fine having cycled through and bring in some new fighters or you know just a refined a very refined little bit tighter roster i'm not i'm not a big fan of the giant roster that, that's just me maybe it's because i had a bad experience with what was a bad game but i i i don't know i feel like okay so here's the deal about like rosters right is that when games kind of go through their generations and the rosters change you you believe that that sometimes happens to make the game a to balance the game better, right? There's there's just bad characters sometimes. There's just some characters that just they're broken or they suck or whatever, right? And so they 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 come and go. And when you go and same thing with Mortal Kombat is that when you go and throw everything into a giant pool, and then some, you know, some of the best players out there are going to find all of these just tech, you know, these style, these gameplay styles where it's like, oh, because of this. There, here's here's, you know, the way to win every time. And I don't know, like having more selection might be better, but only if you actually spent the time to actually make every character f usable. And yes, they went through and talked about all the tweaks they're changing and all these things, and some of them sounded good. And a lot of the supers kind of sound like you're going to trigger them and it's going to be kind of an automatic quick thing yeah. instead of like having those OP ones that just let you run around and just smoke people for 15 seconds because you're and, like that's the one thing they're like everything's gonna be quicker so that you can get back to fighting and I'm like yeah I get that that's your marketing but I also understand that this way it's kind of more of just like everybody's shit's kind of the same you know like yeah their animations are different but the idea is kind of the same so I don't know. It's gonna. We're gonna have to see. We also didn't get our uh, our beta or our, our our test our test of the game that we thought we're gonna, was gonna drop. You know, today during the show. But I just don't like the idea of this roster where it's just gonna be like too much. But I also don't know. Like instead of that, what would you want? I mean, Test brought up that he would have loved a story mode. I would have loved a story mode because I'm not good at the game. So having a story mode would give me something to play even if I don't want to play multiplayer, you know, because that's the problem with Smash is I play it a bunch when it first comes out. I get my ass kicked over and over and over again. I get a little bit better, but I'm never going to be, you know, as good as some of these people. And then I just get bored of losing, so I go on and play something else. See, I, yeah, I've never been a big fan of the story mode in the Smash games. I've always liked the the arcade. You pick a character, you just go through like the the ladder, um, and you fight the giant hand at the end. Like I always enjoyed that aspect of it. And one thing that I, you know, despite me going, man, I don't think I need what test. Do you know the what the roster count is? Is it forty? No, it's like sixty. Well, sixty five was the. Uh 
was the number that they gave to Ridley. Mm -hmm. Some characters, like the Pokemon trainer, count for three. The Mii Fighter counts th for three. But the Echo characters, which is a really fancy way of them making a clone sound fancy, they only count for one. Yeah. So, like, Dark Pit doesn't count, but Mii Fighter counts for three. So you got to probably... There's probably 60 tiles okay. minimum on the screen to pick your character. So one thing that was said in this conference is, hey, you're going to start with a pretty selective roster. It might be the original roster from Smash uh, Smash 64. It may just be uh, the top eight, top ten players, and then there's a ton of unlockables. And that is the one thing that I will say, in my eyes, is an upside to having such an immense roster, is I love that in fighting games, the, the grind of playing through as other characters, or whatever the cr criteria is going to be, to unlock fighters, that adds longevity and playability yes. to a fighting experience, and I know that that's going to motivate me to continue to play, and hopefully, depending on how they do it, play as different characters to unlock, unlock more. So that that's the one, one thing that, you know, if you're looking at hours that you're going to play this to r achieve things, it's, it's going to be vast. One other thing that we've got some tech specs back on it, and it said that this game will run at 60 frames per second, 1080p, docked or not, which a lot of games you lose that 1080p as soon as you take it off the dock. Looks like Nintendo, to no one's surprise, was able to optimize it, 1080p, even handheld. So, um, you know, they're going all in. This is this is their, this one with Pokemon Go is their, we want to sell 20 million units this year. Like, this is how they're going to do it. And this is a system seller. This yeah, is a big 100%. deal. 100%. Yeah. Because now this makes everything a, a, a more than one switch per household. You know, some people who want to play Smash, you know, maybe want to buy that second one so you can have your own screen. Or maybe you don't, you know, this is another one of those games where I want to take Smash to my buddy's house. Well, I also want to play Smash at home. Two switches. Yep. Jazzy? I, watching this with Xander and Test, finally realized what it's like. When I talk to people about League of Legends. Because <laughs> I had no clue what they were talking about during any of this, but they looked so excited. <laughs> That's exactly how it is in League, where League has 140 plus characters. I can name them all and probably give you like all of their moves and you know whether they're AP or AD and what lane they play best in, just because I love that game so much. And... Uh, they have that same love for Smash, so it was really interesting. While I'm uh, watching the stream, I'm like lost, like in a daze. Like it looks like I'm about to fall asleep because I'm trying to gather everything that they're saying and incorporate it to what I'm I'm visually seeing on screen. And it was it was a lot it was a lot to take in. But um, knowing that um, this Smash game coming from two people that talk about this game like I talk about League, I know they know a lot about Smash, and knowing how excited they are for some of the stuff that they saw, I know that this is exactly what we need as far as a Smash Brothers game. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, this, the Smash fans are are rejoicing right now. I think uh, you know we, we should be happy with what they've, what they've put out there. Now it's just going to come down to uh, how... So far, the techs are that it's going to run great on the Switch. So as long as it runs well on the Switch, looks looks good on the Switch, yeah. and then they can get their online service wrapped around this, then you know it's going to be a top seller, system seller, you know, game yeah. for sure. That's coming out this year. This is their this is their big game. This is their Mario Odyssey this year. 
The only concern I have is um, coming from a game like League of Legends. I know Riot does a really great job with as many character base or ch- champions that you could be in the game of evolving the meta so that these champions can be utilized throughout the year and you don't have a big chunk of your champions that just never get played by anybody, right? So now opening up the roster to every possible character that you could play in Smash, are we going to see certain characters in Smash just like nobody ever plays because you know they just don't have the advantage? And then what is... Nintendo going to do to try to counteract that and keep the game um, fresh and give those champions or and or characters that don't get a lot of playtime um, some sort of buff in some sort of patch or something like that to make them viable and playable. Yeah, we saw though we saw like that buff and nerf on the uh, Wii U version that no one had. Um, so we can only assume that this is what they're truly going after to um, like finally shut down their melee scene. Um, with some of the a little bit more competitive uh, controlling aspects that they gave us in this super long-winded presentation. Um, I can see them continuing that digital support to try to buff and nerf when appropriate. And also, um, they did reveal um, that you will be able to once again use your GameCube controller. So they're they're keeping that, that melee crowd happy. Um, so I have to imagine they're going to keep it balanced or else it's not. It won't be the competitive replacement that they want. Yeah. And and they so the uh, USB adapter for the GameCube controllers is not will work on the Switch dock. That hasn't been confirmed. Um, the pictures that that the pictures of the GameCube controllers that kind of went out online um, following that announcement all I mean it's cut off right at the input. Yeah, it all looks like a uh, or there you go right on. If you're watching us live, you see it right there. It's it's the old GameCube serial port, so well, I can. I, I mean, I, the reason I asked is because this this video that is playing on our Twitch channel um, showed the adapter. Oh, it did. Okay, cool. So I just didn't know what like I wasn't sure what I'm not paying attention to the screen that much. So I didn't know what version these guys are playing, if it's the brand new or what. Yeah, as of as of before now, it was assumed because there was a patch in the 3.0 firmware that allowed you to use your your GameCube adapter. Okay. So are you the the GameCube USB adapter? So I don't know if they're going to sell that. They're have to resell that or if they're going to start making USB uh-huh. GameCube, but then you can only use what three? I think you can only plug three in. Tech, so yeah. regardless, it's only going to be for docked play anyway. Right. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how they do it. I just assume they'll relaunch the USB to four GameCube controller thing. But if you're going to have eight people playing, then you got to have it be able to be powered off one USB port. Correct. So it's going to be. We'll see what they do. Wavebird. Mm. Hmm. Huh. <sighs> uh, yeah. I mean. Overall, uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? There was one last little tech marvel okay. that came out of this. All right. Uh, this came out of the Treehouse, which happened afterwards, where the Fortnite devs were talking about, um, you know, what is Fortnite like on the Switch? And they discussed how you can do voice chat on Fortnite. And you ready for it? Mm-hmm. If you plug in a headset that has a microphone into the headphone jack of the Switch, you can do voice chat during Fortnite. It's a marvel. Absolutely wow. marvelous. Wait a minute. So you're no telling No app, no phone, no nothing. Jazzy, you're nothing. Te- so you're telling me if I take a headset, like the one I have in my head, and I plug it into the headset jack on the Switch... I'm following you. I could talk to people. You've got it. But that doesn't go live until Thursday. 
Okay, so and it's by not, live, it's only on Fortnite. Only in Fortnite. It's only in Fortnite. It's, Correct. It's, so, it's, it's Fortnite's devs taking, you know, putting that into the software of their game versus Nintendo putting it into the software of their system. Interesting. So it, it's it's further proof try. that it's yeah. we're trying to that sure. it's completely possible to just plug in a headset to the headphone jack and get voice chat without anything else. Fortnite's doing it, so hopefully with you know it also just yeah it also just brings to question like when Splatoon came out, why the hell wasn't that implemented? Right. Like, come on. Okay, well that's good news. I'm, techno- I'm very happy to hear that. A technological marvel. Yes, futuristic I'm, even. Yeah, I. Yeah. I who needs cell phones? So that's everything. We did see some more stuff about Pokemon Let's Go. They got me real energized uh, in the treehouse. As more information about Pokemon Let's Go comes out, uh, keep an eye on the blogs at gamesillamedia.com because I will continue to update uh, my thoughts. I'm, I'm much more engaged with the idea of Pokemon Let's Go today than I was um, yesterday. Uh, they did a lot of good information out there, so keep an eye on that. But otherwise, yeah, that's Nintendo. All right, let's go around the room uh, and let's give this our our grade for E3 2018. How did Nintendo do, Jazzy? Um, Nintendo did what Nintendo does, and that's they put out a video that showed some great crap. All right, and by crap, I don't mean like crap. I mean like good stuff. Like well, they, you they, say they, good they, stuff, they, man. They, Jeez, they did they did what <laughs> Nintendo does best. Um, we did get some clips from Reggie coming on and talking. As always, he does a great job of representing the Nintendo of America and letting everybody know kind of what is going on with Nintendo. Um, I give them a solid B+. What did you give uh, Xbox? A-. minus. Oh, you upped it. That's right. You no, upped it. No, no. I, I upped mine. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I, I upped mine. the whole time. Oh, okay. You're right. Oh, I was right. going to say, yeah, I, I thought I gave my name minus. B plus. Put them right behind Xbox. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dead Eight, uh, what would you think of Nintendo? Well, I come out of the, the school of thought that, that high grades need to be earned. And, uh, you know, if you s- tell us in advance, hey, we're going to show the last Smash Brothers. And uh, yeah, you know, whip through a few trailers. That, they gave it. They gave us what they told us they were going to give us. That doesn't mean that they did anything to wow me. That doesn't mean they did anything to get me super excited about owning a Nintendo Switch, other than the game I already knew I was going to get. Mario Party aside, you know. But again, I'm not a huge Mario Party fan, but I'm still a little excited about the game. Uh, it's the same, same thing that happened to to some degree with Sony. They didn't. Sh- there, there wasn't a big shock. There wasn't a big surprise. There wasn't a big ooh unveiling for me personally. Um, so I gave I gave Microsoft a, a B minus because they didn't do anything to make me want to be an Xbox owner. I'm giving uh, Nintendo a C plus for just failing to to impress. So th- that's a passing grade. That's average. This wasn't anything beyond an average show. This could have just been a regular Nintendo Drick any other time of the year. And felt the same. It didn't feel special for E3. So C+, it's a passing grade, but, you know, that, that's it. I just would never want you as my teacher. Okay, Testonomics, <laughs> what, uh, what's the grade? So I'm in the same vein of thought as Deadite, as we've been for a lot of these, but not nearly as harsh. So Nintendo came out and said, we are going to show you games coming out in 2018 and, you know, and Smash Brothers. And, I mean... They did a lot 
not to wow me necessarily, but a lot of games that I'm going to buy, Monster Hunter and, you know, Hollow Knight and Dragon Ball Fighter Z eventually and Mario Party and Smash Brothers and all these games, like it's just making my list of stuff I'm going to buy super, super long. Um, he said it's just like any other direct. That's all E3's ever been. It's just another direct. It's their spring announcement. Like, I don't think that... I don't think that Nintendo expects to bring anything super big to E3 because they're going to talk to us four, five more times in the year, and they've got to have stuff to say because that's just the way they like to communicate. Um, I'm going to give them an A-, minus, but I'm going to put them still behind. Now, I did bump up Microsoft to an A- minus yesterday. I'm still giving Microsoft the W on this one, but I'm putting them both at A-. minus. Um, they were one or two surprise reveals away if they would have given us an Animal Crossing or a Metroid Prime 3, I'm sorry, Metroid Prime 4, or a Bayonetta 3 or some new IP that we weren't expecting that doesn't look like trash. Um, I, I would have been all over it. I think they would have taken it and they would have been um, the clear winner, but they didn't. They just they said, this is what we're going to do for you. They did it great. The games look fun. They look well designed. I'm excited for the 2018 library that's going to build out. So I give them an A-. minus. I, okay, so I'll fall in between the last the last two here. I um I liked obviously we had heard that Fortnite was coming, but uh, the fact that it was like available as they were announcing it was was um, nice. Hollow Knight was a nice surprise. Something I, I wasn't sure when it was coming. Um, the Mario Party is cool and it has me interested in a game that that I've I've thought uh, as far as the IP is pretty dead right now for me, and then. You know, Smash Brothers is Smash Brothers. Like, if you can't, you got to respect Smash Brothers, even if you're not good at it, like myself. So, and I got and I got Ridley. So, I um, I'm I put it right right in the B B range, flat B. I give it a flat B, and that's just like I'm happy with it. I wasn't wowed. You didn't personally you didn't give me Metroid, so I mean that you know that would have bumped you right up. You could have gave me Metroid, and been like, yep, they beat Xbox, but. In all reality, you were nowhere, like, no one, no one this year was near Xbox as far as just a presentation and just, you know, overall experience at E3. The games are good, um, but yeah, it was just a basic direct, and you're, and Test is right, though, like, that's how they've always done it. They don't come to E3 to, I mean, hell, do they even? I, I can't. I'm. I was thinking back in the past, and maybe Tess can help me with this. Do when's the last time they re- revealed a system at E3 like the other two do? Never. Uh, wasn't the uh, the DS the DS and the Wii yeah. original Wii were both? Yeah. And then no one remembers anything about the Wii U because it was a dumpster fire. Well, yeah. Was, but that's still, I mean, the Wii is only two generations ago. The Wii was your PlayStation 2 and your Xbox 360. Right. So it's not like it's been forever since they did it, but that's... But even, I mean, the Switch wasn't... Right. Well, you watch anything that they do that's not made for North America, and you see that they don't have their way of communicating. Nintendo as a company is not the westernized way of communicating like the other companies have adapted. Right. This They're forced not forced, they take part in E3 as a U.S.-based event, yeah. and they make something for it, but it's still not their their way of communicating. You can see crystal clear by the Switch launch, this isn't the way that they do things. Right. This and is the way they do it for us, so they give us something. Yeah, and so with that being said, I don't expect the same, like, when, when we hear PS5, when we hear Xbox 
2 or whatever the hell they're going to call it, um, like you expect those major reveals are going to either happen like around E3. And I know sometimes even Xbox and Sony will hold like private private shows, but E3 is that place where, you know, I expected, this is my one disappointment, I expected E3 to be that platform that Xbox was going to say, here's the new Elite controller. And it didn't happen, and I was surprised by that. I'm not surprised by Nintendo. That's why they get a solid B. If they would have brought things like Nintendo Online, Metroid Prime 4, you know, and I don't know, even teased, just teased at the end, like like Bethesda did, for God's sakes. I mean, the most basic tease possible of a hint of like the of a, of a new Zelda. I would have I would have put you much higher, maybe on the same level as uh, as Xbox at that point. So there you have it. We we always want to know what you think, and you know we always talk about that when it comes to the normal shows. But right now in the Discord at gameslimity.com, we have an E3 channel. We obviously have Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox channels. Get in there, start talking about E3. Start talking about the games you're excited about. What you what was disappointing for you this year? Let's uh, let's get some conversations rolling in the Discord. Anything else before we wrap up, guys? No, I want to thank our patrons. Without you, we be really, dead. Without you, we'd be dead. Yeah, That's honestly, it. honestly, the whole, this whole weekend wouldn't happen. Uh, we were able to come together and put t- um, together three great podcasts, along with multiple, multiple blogs to cover all of E three, um, and it's all been because of you guys. Yeah, did I? Anything uh, Anything else? Yeah, make sure you're uh, stopping by GameZillaMedia.com for more blogs, video recaps, uh, any news that continues to come out as the week progresses. Don't forget to listen to GameZilla Alpha because Grim and Jazzy will be uh, breaking down some of the highlights, some of the, the falters, and uh, really talking about the show as a whole, the experience as a whole, and sort of uh, the state of gaming here for uh, the rest of 2018. So that's going to be uh, recorded this Thursday, early access available Thursday. Thursday evening, and then of course available to everyone. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, everywhere you listen to this podcast on Sunday. That's right. And by show, you mean E3 and as a whole. Yes. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, thanks for everybody hanging out on the Nintendo E3 presentation recap. This kind of wraps up our podcasting side of things, but we will be producing blogs throughout the week because we do know that as the show floor opens up more now at E3, some smaller news will start dropping and we'll be covering that through our blog. So uh, other than that, thanks for hanging out. Enjoy, enjoy gaming. Enjoy E3. And until next time, game, game on. on.